You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Yes, welcome everybody. It's not only hosted by Dan Stahlbaum, but we have a special guest host today. I'll get to who that is in just a moment. We want to welcome you to Morning Breath. We are a drive time devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. What we do is take a chapter of the Bible, read it, spend some time with the Lord as we read the scripture, ask God to speak to our own hearts and into our own lives. But also we know that the word of God is a two-edged sword, so it also speaks into other people's lives. And so we just read the chapter, spend some time there, then come down to the radio uh, studio that we have at the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center. Then we read the chapter on the air and talk about wherever God leads us to talk about in the chapter. My co-host today, I keep saying we, but it's because I never do the program alone, uh, because there is a dynamic that happens wherever two or more gathered in his name. And I believe God would be with me if I was alone, but I just think it's more powerful for more than one person to dig into the scripture together. So my co-host today is Nancy Gammon. Hello, everybody. Yeah, and if that name is familiar to you, that's because David Gammon, who is my normal Thursday day, Thursday co-host, is married. He married up. Yeah. Married to uh, <laughs> Nancy, and uh, they have an incredible family. And Nancy's going to do the program with me today, and I'm excited about it. How yes. you doing, Nancy? I'm doing great. So Good. excited to be here. Good deal. So tell just a couple things about you, maybe family and. Yeah, you know, so ministry stuff and all that. David and I lead the young adults ministry. We've been the mezzanine pastors since 2012, and uh, we came wow. from the mezzanine. We that's how I I rededicated my life to Jesus at the mezzanine when I was about 20 years old and Beautiful. had a few years, you know, there. And then my husband and I met there, and it was a few years before him and I got married, but we were friends for a real long time and both growing closer to Jesus separately, but at the same time. Beautiful. And then eventually, you know, God got us together. So, And the mezzanine and is young adult Young ministry. adults, yep. It's Beautiful. for 18 to 29-year-olds. Yep. When do they meet? They meet on Sunday nights at 7. Beautiful. Yeah, thank you. That's important. So, so they they just come to the church yep. main building come on Merritt Island? Come to the church main building, yep. 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 And it awesome. is awesome. If you have a young adult that you want, um, they, they have a— their own place there. Yes. And that's so rare in this world. Uh, For that age group, yes, it is. It's you know? uh, tough. And the dynamic's great because it's, one, it's pastored well. It is a great dynamic because it's been around long enough that there's actually, you know, a pretty large group of people that are there, and it's a great place to meet people, yeah. a great place to reconnect with the Lord and with great friends, yeah. people that are going to help point you in the right direction. I love it. And uh, always had a dream that we'd have a ministry like that. My son, Matt, started it and uh, then was able to hand it over to you and David, uh, fruit of the ministry, now leading the ministry. And that's always exciting. Yeah, Matt actually married us. (laughs) He was our officiant at our wedding. Officiant. Yeah. (laughs) Very good. So anyway, let's uh, do the announcements so we can get into the scripture today. We have what going on? Okay, so right now, if you want to get in touch with us, you can go, go to the East Coast app um, and just download that onto your phone, or you can actually go to eccc3cs.us mm. for all of the information. That's our website. You can find us on all um, social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or you can call the front desk at 
1060 and we'll email you the information about how to stay connected with this radio program if you'd rather have it given to you that way. Absolutely. And and it's just a great way to do a, a morning devotion. Yeah. Now, we're in a week uh, that we've kind of called a, a sermon series we're doing right now, Reset. And, uh, you know, at the first of the year, we do a time of prayer and worship and pull together as a church. And Pastor Matt really felt like what a great season. The Bible says that we're to lay aside every sin and the weight or every weight and the sin that so easily besets us. Even if you're not in sin or having a big issue, there's a lot of weight in the world we're in right now. Mm -hmm. Lots of stuff being thrown at us on a very fast pace. And it's just a good season to reset. Now, we're on Thursday of that week. We've been praying every morning at 7. We'll have prayer tomorrow morning at the Merritt Island campus at 7 a.m. as well. And so it's been, a, it's been a great week and a real time of connecting. But then we kind of end that up with a special event. What yes, Friday night, the 17th, we're going to have East Coast Kids Live. This is going to be a fun-filled, packed night just of energy and fun for your kids. You definitely want to bring your kids of all ages, I would say um, like four-year-olds up. Yes. Okay, and this is starting at 7 p.m. at the Parkway. You want to get yourself registered in your family so that yes. we are prepared yeah. for you. We want to know how many people we need to um, be prepared for. So you can find that information on our app or on our website to register. Um, it is going to be so much fun. You definitely want to bring your kids out to yeah, this. Yeah, and you can come too, Mom and yep. Dad. It, Mom and it's Dad a family welcome. event, yep. so we'd love to have you there as well, and it'll just be awesome. So yeah. we'd love to have you. So let's get into the chapter. We All are right. in Chapter 9. It is one of the incredible chapters of the Bible. I was super excited uh, this morning when I realized I got to do this one with you. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And so uh, I, think it's, I think it's just amazing. I'm going to read from the New King James. What translation? Same translation. Beautiful. Yep. Now I like you already. And so I'm going to read 1 through 6, and you're going to do 7 through 13. Okay. Let's do it. And I say unto you, read, sir. Now David said, Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul? that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake. And there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. And when he had called him to David, the king said, Are you Ziba? He said, At your service. Then the king said, Is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? And Ziba said to the king, There is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. So the king said to him, Where is he? And Ziba said to the king, Indeed, he is in the house of Mature, the son of Amiel in Lodibar. Then King David sent and brought him out of the house of Mature, the son of Amiel from Lodibar. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, had come to David, he fell on his face and prostrated himself. Then David said, Mephibosheth? And he answered, Here is your servant. So David said to him, Do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan your father's sake, and will restore to you all the land of Saul your grandfather, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. Then he bowed himself and said, What is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog as I? And the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, I have given to your master's son all that belonged to Saul and to all his house. You, therefore, and your sons and your servants shall work the land for him, and you shall bring in the harvest that your master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's son, shall eat bread at my table always. 
Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Then Ziba said to the king, According to all that my lord the king has commanded his servant, so will your servant do. As for me, Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table like one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah, and all who dwelt in the house of Ziba were servants of Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he ate continually at the king's table, and he was lame in both his feet. Amen. Amen. Um, you know, there's a lot we could talk about. Just kind of a, a, a thought at the end there, because it kind of sums us up by saying he was lame in both his feet. David is taking on here a young man that he's going to make like one of his sons, living with him, eating at his table, who's handicapped. And an adult that's handicapped in this way, this was more of an undertaking than you know, the average, hey, come and live with me for a while, you right. know, because I've done that with young people. Right. And they, you know, come live at my house for a couple of months. They get back on their feet and move on. This this guy, this was a big undertaking right. that David was 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 taking on here. And I think very commendable just from the, you know, basis of, hey, helping someone who physically is challenged right. in life. So yeah. that was just a thought I had there. What was some of the first thoughts you had, Nancy, as you read the chapter? Oh, boy. So... I, I'm glad that you had some of those words there at the beginning. <laughs> I was like, how do we say those? And then Micah, I wasn't sure if it was Micah or Micah. But or because Mitch, of, or Micah. Micah, yeah. Cause <laughs> or the way Micah. Because the way it's spelled. <laughs> no, I get you. <laughs> I was like, it can't be Micah because Micah's usually H's at the end. But anyway, yeah. I actually liked the way Ziba responded to David in verse 2. I love that he said, at your service. Mm. You know, it was just like. I don't know. And he was the king, so that's probably why he had such reverence. <laughs> but um, really, this whole chapter reminds me of how much grace Jesus has given me in my life mm. and how David did not have to do any of this. He he didn't have to give anything to Mephibosheth. He wasn't on any kind of um, like he didn't owe him in any legal way or any right. um, proper way, you know. And, and it was in David's heart to say, no, no, I I love Jonathan and I will do anything to make sure that he and his family are taken care of. And so now, like you said, Mephibosheth, lame in both feet, like David could have just said, well, here, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of you. Let me send you an extra servant to help yeah, you or yeah. something. Or, you know, let me let me maybe give you some extra food for the lifetime of your family or whatever. Yeah. But instead, no, he's like, no. I'm going to give you the utmost and you're going to come to my table. So to me, it just reminds me of like how, you know, I think about people that have are have lived like good lives, you know, like it's sometimes hard for us. You had air quotes around that good life. Yeah, because it's hard for us to minister sometimes to good people because, you know, they may have the feeling of. What do I need God for? Yep. I, I work. I make good money. I got a I'm good a good. Job. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm my wife and I yep. get along Marriage. well. I have great family, yep. great kids. You know yep. all this. So they're good people, and sometimes it's hard for us. But here's the thing: no matter how good any of us are, we all need Jesus. We all need God. So that's kind of what it reminded me of. Just how, wow, like we get to sit at God's table, even though we're yeah. lame. And you know, when you look at this, if you use that comparison of David being either God or Jesus and Mephibosheth being us, there's a ton of parallels and with with how it works in our own lives of coming to know Jesus. It, here you have the king looking for him. 
God sought us. Yeah. We weren't seeking him. We were going our own way. Mm-hmm. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We are all lame or broken right. in so many ways. And yep. so it's a great picture of God seeking us, rescuing us, right. and then making us, and I love this, like one of the king's sons. Right. And that's what Jesus is, the son of God. And he brought many, he was a firstborn among many brethren. Yep. He brought us all in as children of God. Not as, he says, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends. Yeah. And then in other portions of scripture, he calls us sons. Yeah. And Jesus was really the first one in the Bible to relate to God like Father, right. our Father yeah. who art in heaven. Right. And so he was establishing this, I'm the son of God. Right. But... I'm not just here to be the son of God for my sake. I'm actually, everything I'm doing is for your sake to bring you in to be part of the family of God. And there's lots of names for for the body of Christ, the body of Christ, the church. But my favorite is the family of God. Yeah. Because, you know, we could run the church like a corporation or a business or, you know, like a kingdom with a king and servants. But the best picture is to have it like a family right? where you're willing to lay down your life for one another. right? And so it is a great picture of that and I think is, a, is really an awesome thing. I, I don't necessarily want to throw Ziba under the bus here. Right. <laughs> but unfortunately, when we read on in Scripture, we find out that Ziba is not really out for Mephibosheth. He mm. actually finagles half of his land away from him. He right. frames him right. as not following David when David had to leave town when Absalom was taken over the kingdom and David left. Uh, Ziba met him and gave him two donkeys right. and all this food. And so yeah. Ziba is a hero. Right. But the truth is he deceived Mephibosheth right. and he was supposed to prepare a donkey so he could go with David and he didn't go right. because he couldn't do it on his own. And so Ziba was... Uh, we see a little bit of that, though, in verse 3. He kind of reveals a little bit of his heart when he says, there is still a son of Jonathan, but he's lame in his feet. You know, yeah, like he threw yeah. that in there. Yeah, oh, no, he you know, didn't. it's kind of like, why'd you say that? Yeah. You know, like, why are you throwing... Why, right from the start, he was kind of like, well, you might not want this son. So here's the other thing, and I, I can't verify this, but I think Ziba who had like 15 sons and 20 servants. Yeah, they did specify that. Dude, you're like, you know, how many wives you got or whatever the case may be. But I think he had control of Saul's property already. Possibly, And he was farming it and he was getting the... So this would mean... Yeah, he was losing out in in many ways. And uh, so that was something that I wondered about is too. But here's the thing that I think... This word that, that's used in the New King James and in different translation, verse 1 says, Now David said, Is there anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness? Now, the tra- I've got a footnote that leads me to the word covenant faithfulness. It's actually the Hebrew word hesed, H-E-S-E-D, and there's some different spellings of it. But it means covenant faithfulness, kindness, or love. But I think the key word here is covenant. Years ago, Jonathan initiated, as the son of a king, initiated a covenant with David. 
Now, the type of covenant that when covenant was cut in the Bible, it was basically saying everything I am and everything I have is yours and everything you are and everything you have is mine. We are saying we we are no longer two we're one yeah and if they you know and they wow. cut up an animal and all mm-hmm. that stuff happened there and the reason they did that was was to say if i do not keep this covenant may i become like this animal mm-hmm. which was split down the middle right. and you know and they walked through the blood this is a blood covenant and they cut the covenant in this situation it's the same picture of what god has for us yeah. Where God said, I'm going to sacrifice Jesus, yep. and through his blood we're going to walk, and God is saying to us, all that I am and all that I have is yours, and all that you are, which is not much, it's and all that much. I have, which is not much, is mine. And so this depth of God attaching himself to us this is one of the stories in the Bible that, that shows it in a very yeah. beautiful way yeah. of David caring for this young man. Mephibosheth's about 21, 22 years old at this point, and he also has a young son, so probably an infant son, a one-year-old mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. as well. So he's, he is a family guy, yep. and uh, it just it related to me because I was born again. When Matthew was uh, four months old, wow! And God used having a son and realizing my inability to actually give him the life that he deserved because of my lifestyle, because of my brokenness, because of the things I was addicted to and controlled by. God used this little boy yeah. to speak to my heart to say something has to change, and then I. I tried and I couldn't. Right. And that's when I cried out to God and God changed my life. It's interesting. Matthew was going to be Daryl all the time. Carolyn was pregnant and we were going to name him Daryl, Daryl, Daryl. That was Daryl Thomas. That was going to be his name. And right before he was born, I was sitting on the couch. Carolyn was sitting on the couch and I just had this thought, Matthew. And so I said, what about Matthew? And she was like, really clicked. And we went with Matthew Thomas Stahlbaum. And we found out later that the word Matthew means gift of God. Wow. And it it turned out that he was a and is a gift of God. But it turned out that I received the gift of God through my gift of God. And it's just really cool picture. And it reminds me of those days in my life and that covenant love is what he's talking about here. And I liked it in, uh, where's the verse that he says it that way? Verse 3, it says, could you read verse 3 for us? Then the king said, is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? And Zimba said to the king, there is still a son of Jonathan whom is lame in his feet. That I may show the kindness of God. One point it says kindness. Another point it says kindness, covenant faithfulness. But that really sums it up because... Here's the other thing that I think so many people get it wrong on, and I had it wrong before I met the Lord in, in my life in a, in a personal, intimate way, is I thought God was a, was a bit of an angry old man right. with a with stick. Rules. Yeah. 
and all the rules I couldn't keep them. Mm-hmm. I kept breaking mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And all I could see that I deserved was a whack on the head with a stick. Right. And that actually caused me, it's one of the biggest lies and a tool of the enemy, caused me to not draw close to God because what I thought I was going to get was a whack on the head. Right. And that's the other thing about this story. In this day and and age of life, when a new king took over, let's say David took over for Saul. Right. The rule of the day was you killed everybody in Saul's family. Right to ensure that nobody would rise up to try to take your job. Yep, yeah. And so what was it like for Mephibosheth? He's there in Lodibar, and he hears horses approaching. Right, he's like, oh, shoot. Yeah, it might have been a different word, oh, shoot, you know, because he (laughs) might not have been walking with God real good then. He hears them, and he realizes it's the king's, you know, special guard. groups, yeah. And they're there to get him. Right. I don't, I mean, when he got there, how did he act? He fell on his face. He prostrated himself. Yes. He called himself a dead dog. Right. You know, that's a pretty low self-esteem yeah. issue. Yeah. I think the guy was in fear of his life, just like I was. Right. And so you were running. I was hiding. running, hiding. Yep. And what he found out was the true nature of God. Yeah. A loving father. Learning the true nature of oh, God my changed my life. I had always, now I, I was brought up in a church where... It was very much, um, and I don't think that these were the intentions of the leadership of that church, but it felt very much like, well, if you're having a problem in your life, it's because of you. It's because you're not reading your Bible enough, or you're not yeah. praying enough, or you're not. And so in, in Christianese, we call that works mindset. Yes. And it's very much like every time there's anything in your life, but but what, what it did to me, and I don't know if it does this to other people, whether this is my personality or what, but it made me very self-condemning. So then every time in my life that anything went wrong, it was like, this is definitely because of me. Like, I'm, I suck. I'm horrible. You know, but when I learned that God's true and really becoming a mother, I mean, I, I learned this before I became a mom. But when I became a mom, it really was clear to me that, like, I would never put a sickness on my son to teach him a lesson. <laughs> I would never. Would it, see, if it, we're so. smart enough in the world we live in that if a mom breaks his child's leg to teach him not to stray, <laughs> right. they go to jail. Exactly. But we say that about God, God all the time. Right. That he crazy. Put, that he puts a sickness on someone. And so I'm actually praying right now in my life. I'm asking the Holy Spirit to show me the words to say to people that I know are caught in this lie. And they're mm. believing that they're they're. Their friend is in the hospital or they're in the hospital and they're on their deathbed and they're saying, you know, Lord, please, please heal me or, or, or do something here. And I, I just want to gently tell them, hey, um, God loves you and he's healed you, mm. you know. Yeah. It's I, tough. And it's, it is tough because that lie, I know I walked in it. You're talking about yes, you walking in it, that self-condemnation. And look, nobody's saying it isn't our fault. It is. Right. It was my fault I got addicted to drugs. I get it. But what we don't see is that God is not doesn't want to punish you for it, but set you free Free from from it. it. And it's just such a different picture of moving towards God or moving away from God. Hey, we're gonna take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors.
At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. You know, as different as it was for me or anyone else that thinks... You know, God's mad, he's angry, he's got a big stick, he's going to hit us on the head. That's a big difference between the real nature of God. Yeah. A loving father, as Nancy said, as a loving mom, she would never purposely hurt her children to 
teach them a lesson. She might correct them. They might be punished. Uh, they might be redirected in their life, but never cruelty, never, right. you know, what never. we would call yes. child abuse mm-hmm. would never be considered in that situation. That's a big difference between the way we saw God and we saw ourselves and the reality. Right. We were talking about during the break how hard it must have been for the Sadducees and Pharisees who had memorized the Bible and learned, you know, the first five, memorized the first five books of the Bible and right. all these rules and regulations and law. And then at the end of it, having Jesus say, you know, okay, everything's different now. But what we don't understand here is Jesus actually came and didn't reject the law, but fulfilled the law. And so all those rules and regulations are actually good for us, but we can't, don't have the capability to keep them. But Jesus did. And what he said is, you get what I did as a gift free of charge. And that's what salvation is. It's a free gift. And uh, if you're out there and you've never met the Lord, man, we'd just encourage you to call the church, talk to somebody, come to church. We would love to have the honor of sharing. Nancy, it's been great to do the program with you. Thank you for having me. You're a lot cuter than David, too, by the way. Just let him know that. (laughs) See ya, everybody. God bless you. See you, Nick. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.